Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's Roscommon GA Memories with myself, Aidan Raffrey, and of course, former Roscommon goalkeeper Ray Lennon. And this week we're on about the 1980, we're talking about the 1983 Roscommon Senior County Football Final between Bridges and Kilmore, and also the minor final between Bridges and Clan. And to take us through it all, through all that, we have Ray. Hello, Ray, how are you? Hello, Aidan, all good, thanks very much. All good. That's good, that's good. Yeah, so uh, it's good to be talking about a county final, uh, a county final, the 1983 uh, Roscommon Senior Football Championship uh, county final and also the minor so we'll get, we'll get back to the, we'll get on to the minor one later on so uh, yeah, so th- this was a, a very entertaining game between two very very good teams, uh, of course at the time um, you know uh, Kilmore were a very good team they were, they were in the they were, they were in the senior grade so um, yeah, the 1983 was a good year as well. Yeah, it was a, one of the finals in Roscommon that that's still been talked about Aidan um, I would call it a, a landmark final on the basis that Kilmore were a club that had only been formed in 1973 and they went on to win the junior championship in 75 the intermediate championship in 1981 and 1983 was just their second ever year playing senior football championship in Roscommon which is incredible to think prior to 1973 the Kilmore area was sort of split in two the side closest to Carrick and Shannon if you like the players down there played for Shannon Gales, and then the side closest to Ruski played for St Barry's Ruski. So the players were divided they, 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 in terms of playing for neighbouring parishes. And uh, for example, Jerry Cannellan, the former Scotland player who played on that team in 1983, told me one time that he used to go to all the St Barry's Ruski games when he, was, when he was a child, you know, when he was a kid, because there was no team in Kilmore to support. So he supported Tommy Canoy and Oliver Cardle and all the other players from Kilmore that played for St Barry's Ruski with some great players like John McGowan, Paddy Geerty, um, Anthony McHugh. They won a junior championship in 1969. They beat uh, Orton in the final and they beat Michael Glavies in the semi final, which were, were captained and led by the great, late, great Dermot Early. So Kilmore were a team had just come together in 1973. They had played minor together with Shannon Gales um, in the late 70s as well, and it's come to pass in 2021. They won the Division 1 Under-15 Championship this year, a combination of Kilmore and Shannon Gales. So it's incredible to think, Aidan, that the club was only formed in 1973. By 1975, it's won its first junior championship. By 1981, it won its first intermediate championship. I think they beat Michael Glavies. And then in 1983... They came out of nowhere, got to the final and beat St. Bridget's in an epic encounter on the 11th of September 1983 in wet and blustery conditions and um, refereed by the late great Mike Durney from uh, Clannagale. And of course, just just to give a back a bit of background to the county final and uh, I suppose for all to the final for both teams. Yeah, the team like St. Bridget's were a you know a strong team in Roscommon. Uh, even at that time, they were getting the county final. They they won the um, county final in 1969, and then they were beaten in the final in 79 by Clannagale and beaten in 82 by Clannagale. So Kilmore playing them in the, in 83 was the third final that St. Bridget's had been in in five years. So it was the tenth final appearance ever for St. Bridget's. So they were they were hoping to end the losing sequence, which saw them lost um, lose the 1982 contest, as I said, and they lost a total of five finals um, in 1982, which is incredible, really, you know, compared to what they are today. So they they lost the county final in 82, they lost the Aurora Cup, they lost the Curly Cup, and two tournaments. 
So the only um, they, they, they earned the tag the unluckiest team of the year back in 1982 but the, because there was no trophies. But they were in a lot of finals and uh, they were anxious to put that right in 1983. Of the nine final appearances that they'd played in up to 1983, uh, they were 1953, 57, 58, 59, 62, 63, 69 and 79 and 82. And they were successful on five occasions, winning 53, 58, 59, 63 and 69. And of course, Jerry O'Malley would have been on those teams as well, Aidan, you know. So undoubtedly, the, yeah. most, the most historic winning combination for uh, Bridges was in 58-59, when the same 15 players contested both finals of 58-59, occupying the same positions, and all of them had represented Roscommon at some grade. Isn't that incredible? You know, the same players, same positions, yeah, two years in a row. And on the losing side, the most memorable final was the 1979 final, where Bridges lost in extra time to Clannie Gale uh, in a replay. Uh, Clannigway Gale pulled away in the end. So Bridget's um, club in, in, in embraced the parishes of Kiltoom and Cam, was established in 1948, captured the first ever title in 1953 when winning the Junior Championship. Um, it was in fact a 1952 competition played in 53, um, and uh, the club entered senior status in 53 and it's remained since that time. It celebrated its arrival by winning the first senior title at its first attempt in the same year of 1953. So apart from uh, those titles, under-21 honours were captured in 1968 when the club contested four consecutive finals in that grade. Uh, a 30-year gap was bridged in 1982 when the junior t- team atoned for their seniors' uh, poor showing in, in, in their final against Clannagale by defeating Shannon Gales to win the junior title. So they won the junior title in 82. Uh, uh, despite losing the other five finals. And up to last year, that's 82, underage titles were rare, a rare commodity in, in St. Bridges, and they had only won, and that was an under-14 title in 1973. So like, it just goes to show you, the population explosion really hadn't happened in Kiltoom and Cam and Hudson Bay at that stage, and the population wouldn't have been as big. So Bridges would have been a, you know top team but they wouldn't have the same strength and depth as they have today contesting nearly all underage finals junior finals senior finals semi-finals you know winning the All-Ireland Club Championship winning so many county titles since the year 97 so the panel for 83 trained diligently Aidan under the camp uh, under the stewardship of George Hatton he was the manager and uh, they lacked nothing in backup uh, preparation uh, they added to the services um two county managers at the time, namely Jimmy Mannion, the Roscommon senior manager, was on the squad, and Martin McDermott, the under-21 manager, was in the Bridges squad, and he was a former Orton player, and he played for St. Bridges, and of course managed Roscommon in 1990 and 91. So other unusual features of the squad is that the both selectors, Seamus McHugh and Eamon Gavin, each um, had two brothers on the panel, while six sets of brothers altogether were vying for places on the team. So that's the St. Bridges lineup, Aidan, or the background, if you like, and uh, on the path to the final they beat um, Orden 10 points to 4 they beat Strokestown 2-10 uh, to 1-4 they beat Elfin 1-9 to 1-5 and in the semi-final Aiden, in 1983 on 7th of August 1983 St. Bridget's beat Gale by 8 points to 6 so which was a big a big victory for them at the time like, to beat um, to beat um, Clannagale their big rivals in the semi-final on the en route to the county final. I suppose everybody thought when they beat Clannagale, because Clannagale were the top team in Roscommon, like from 19, you could nearly say from mid-70s, you know, 78, they won the county, 76, 78, uh, they won county championships in, in 19, well, the last thing in 78 and 80 to, uh, 
to Clannock Gale, but I think that they won a course in 79 against Bridget, 81 to beat St. Foyles, and 82 to beat, uh, beat um, uh, St. Bridget's as well. So, so sorry, yeah. So that's said, and a look at the background of the of the of the St. Bridget's Club in, in 1983, a different St. Bridget's Club than we know today, but nonetheless a fine club and a strong team in Roscommon football in 1983. And looking at looking at St Bridges as well, like in, in that year back then, uh, the championship was knockout, wasn't it? Like from round from the first round right through, as opposed to it's to, as opposed to nowadays where it's done on a, on a group, near, nearly kind of like a Champions League thing where there's groups and you come out of the group to get into the knockout stages. And I suppose when you compare Bridges back then to Bridges now, you you would never hear tell of uh, a Bridges team having to wait for having to have a gap of of thirty years to wait between one final one county final than another no like there's such a big club like and uh, well they, they got to the final in those finals in the 50s and 60s you know and then they were in the finals in, in 79 so they went 10 years from 69 to 79 not being in a final and then in 82 yeah. they were in a final when Clannagale beat them in 83 I don't think they waited 30 to get to a final as such they, as I said there they, um, they were, there were nine finals 53 was the first final and they won that 57, 58, 59, 62, 63, 69, 79. So they were in those nine finals uh, and, and, and 82. Between 1953 and 83, 83 was their 10th ever final, you know, in that 30-year yeah. period. So they were they were there and thereabouts all the time. Very strong team. And of course, in the 70s, Castlereagh was coming Gales and... Um, Clannagale really took over in Roscommon and St Bridges took a back seat and in the early 80s then they, they contested the finals you know in 82, 83 they were in, I think they were in the final in 89 as well Clan beat them and then it wasn't really yet until 1997 with Jimmy Gatwin my former teacher and football trainer played cornerback with Tom O'Brien all those guys Tom Brian Lennon under John O'Mahony that they won the county championship again that was in um, that was under under John O'Mahony. And I remember Noel O'Brien, Aidan. Noel O'Brien played for St. Bridges in the 1983 final. He was arguably a man of the match. He scored 1-3. But I remember he, he, he telling us in 1992 in the minor team that every opportunity has to be grasped. Because he says in 1969 he was on the Bridges team that won the county final. I think he was only 19 or something, 18 or something, young man. And he says yeah. when, when they won that final in 69, he thought they were going to be in the final every year and he thought they were going to win so many finals. But as it transpired, he never won another county championship medal. You know, so it's opportunities, you know, they, they, he was talking about grasping opportunities. So um, he played very well in that final 14 years on from his first final. But uh, Kilmore ultimately Aiden, um, got the last, you know, they, the last gasp winner to uh, you know defeat St Bridget's and um, take the championship back to the north of the county. So we can give we can talk now a little bit maybe if you like about the Kilmore Club and the background of that club if you like. Yeah, and uh, I suppose really before we move on maybe just to kind of give us an idea of the, of the players on the panel as well from uh, for, for the St Bridget's and then uh, talk oh, yeah. about. Yes. about yeah, and then it's a very it's very interesting the history of Kilmore as well. But uh, yeah, just to give the listeners an, sure. an idea about the the quality of players that was on the St Bridges panel that year. Yeah, this is the St Bridges panel, and uh, I, I, first of all, I can, I can start with uh, Donald Brennan. Donald Brennan was twenty seven in nineteen eighty three. He was a carpenter. He was the captain of the team. He won an, an intermediate championship with Ter Connell Gales when he, when he was living in London, and he transferred to St Bridges in nineteen seventy nine and helped him win the junior championship. Or Gara Cup and O'Rourke Cup, and Donald was a native of Ballygar in County Galway, 
and uh, was a staunch Galway uh, supporter. So uh, that's that's Donald Brennan. Then there's Eamon Beads. Eamon was 35 in 1983. He was the full-back on the 1969 Senior Championship winning team. Uh, Eamon is always, was always um, a hard-working and loyal player during his career, winning under-21 medal in 68 and Senior League medals. He also served with the county team. Then there was Kevin Campbell. He was an electrician at the time. He was 26. He was the present captain of the junior team. So Kevin already captured the junior championship and intermediate league awards with the club and was secretary of the minor club. Michael Coniff, 26, quality control officer, regular on the senior team since 1973. Played for Scammon under-21s and senior teams and holder of senior league medals. And then there was Ger Paul Coniff, 19, welder. He was the goalkeeper. He won county senior under... Um, he was the goalkeeper and he was the... Uh, goalkeeper at the county senior and under 21 teams in 1983. Um, he won a minor medal with St Bridges in 82. He was also holder of Connacht minor medal in 81, a Connacht under 21 medal and All Ireland runners up medal in 82 as well. So Ger Paul Kniff was a great keeper. He was a senior goalie in 1983. They lost in the championship to uh, Mayo by nine points to seven, but Ger Kniff was a top, top keeper. Then there was Noel Kniff. He was a factory employee, one of the team's uh, new arrivals in 1983. And he was also under 21 player. Then Eamon Kniff, um, first season on the senior team. He was on the minor team in 82, brother of Michael Kniff. Then Aidan Kniff, he's a farmer. And Aidan forced, uh, was forced to take over for the injured Jerry Kniff in the first round of the senior championship. Uh, Aidan was thus unfortunate to lose his intermediate status so early in the season. And he was always, always a capable goalkeeper, Aidan. And Aidan Kniff, would you believe, was on the, on the uh, St. Bridges team, I think, that won the championship in, in 1997. He was the goalkeeper 14 years later. So Aidan Kniff was a top, great goalkeeper. And then you had Jimmy Curley, draftsman, the only dual player in the panel. He played hurling with four roads. He won county medals um, uh, with them. And uh, he also won Connacht uh, medals with the four roads. Then Paddy Finner, 29, farmer. Playing, he played the third county final that day. Solid centre-half back. And he won uh, three league medals with St. Bridget's. Then Tony Gavin, a haulier, 29, holder of three league medals. He saw active service with the Roscommon minor team and he made a remarkable recovery from a serious shoulder injury earlier in 1983 when he was playing with the intermediate team. And then there was John Gavin. He was a building contractor, 34 at the time, the most experienced man on the panel. He lined out a full forward in 69 uh, championship winner team. So he was a survivor from 69. So Pori Keenan then was a butcher. He was 22. He was captain of the, the junior team in, in 82. Um, and he currently enjoying his first full season with the senior squad. Then Peter McHugh, a farmer, won a six sets of brothers in the panel. He won his first honours with the club in 73, which was my under 14. Then Jim Kane, or Jim Jumbo Kane, he was in the army. He was winner of an All-Ireland under 21 medal with Roscommon in 1966. And he spent time, he played for Athlone for a while, where he won two senior titles and returned to uh, St. Bridges in 1982. So he's still a top, top player at 36. Then Martin McDermott, he was 32 at the time. Uh, he was a bank manager and he was the under-21 manager of Roscommon and uh, won a National League with Roscommon. Uh, this was his first season with St. Bridget's, having moved from Orden. So that was Marty McDermott. Then you had Aidan McHugh was a Garda and he was one of six sets of brothers. He was on the successful junior team of 82. Jerry McShane was in the Army. He won an under-21 title with his native Knockmore in Mayo. He also captured the same award with uh, Athlone and he had the two senior titles there in Athlone. He arrived and started playing for Bridget's in 1975 where he played full-back. 
and then Liam Martin was a butcher. Remember the 1969 team? He was 34 at the time. Jimmy Mannion, 31. He was a solicitor. He was the second manager of the team. He was, at that time, he was the manager of the Scammon senior team. So he also won, uh, played with Roscommon, UCG and UCD. The Jerry Menton was a farmer, left half back in... 82. He played in all grades with, with St. Bridget's, won his first war, award with under 14s in 73. And then Colin Menton was a student at the time and he was a brother, he's a brother of Jerry's. He, he played in the third county final and he played for UCD as well. Noel O'Brien was 35 in 1983. He was quality control officer. He was the team captain in 82. He has given distinguished service to the senior team winning the county medal in 1969 and the most prolific forward, competent referee. Then Tom O'Brien, a student at the time, just 17, made his debut in 1982, the youngest ever player to play for uh, St. Bridget's, also played for the Maris College. And then Cormac O'Brien, a brother of Tom O'Gs, member of the minor team in uh, 82, also a member of the Maris College team, very good athlete. And then the final member of the squad, Aiden, Benny O'Brien, engineering technician. He was the last of the four O'Briens on the panel. He's a, a newcomer to the senior ranks in 83, and Benny was the manager of St. Bridget's in 2020 and 2021 as well, Aidan. So that's the panel. And then the team selectors, Eamon Gavin and Seamus McHugh, um, they were on the, the teams of 1958 and 59. Uh, they, they were great players. And... Um, so they they were given given their knowledge to to the to the team. So Eamon Gavin had played for as I said 58-59. He, he went to England for a while, then he came back, and then Seamus McHugh won a senior medal in '69 with Bridget's, and he also played for the county, won a Connacht minor medal in 1967, an under 21 in '69, and a senior in '72. Um, and he was he, he was from a great GA family. So there's the Bridget's Aidan, um the Bridget's. Uh, backroom team, if you like, history of the club and just an, an idea of the players who, and who, who took the field on that day on the 11th of September 1983 for St. Bridget's. And uh, moving on to, to uh, Kilmore, as you just said, they're a very good club. And I suppose two kind of surnames that will be synonymous with Kilmore GA will be, uh, will be the Carrolls and, and the Canellans as well. Um, another, another club with, with great uh, tradition and history in Roscommon GA circles. Yeah, absolutely. The Canellans, uh, you know, the history of Canellans family in, in Kilmore is incredible. Like Jerry was one of the great players for Scommon, won an All-Star in 1980, played really well the All-Ireland final. Then Jimmy Canellan was captain of Kilmore in 83. He played for Scommon for many years, played in the, the 1982 All-Ireland under 31 final, um, and he was on the senior panel in 83. So he was just 22 at that stage, and you know, so yeah, Don Canellan, of course, played for Scommon for many, many years, great player, won a uh, won a kind of championship with Roscommon in nineteen in two thousand and one, and then he managed Mike Cullen of Galway to win the Galway championship in twenty twenty. You see, they they lost the semi final last week to um, Mount Bellew Mylock, but Don Canellan, Jerry Canellan, Jimmy Canellan, so many Canellans, Aidan, great people, great great family, um, wider family, if you like, um, and, and members of the Kilmore Club who brought so much honour and success to the club. And of course, uh, you know this, this their their um, their their history as well, which is which is also very very interesting as well. Uh, how they were formed, when they were formed, and of course, you know, I, I suppose coaches and uh, I suppose uh, people that had a great influence in the club as well, and uh, people who were responsible and who had great connections with the club. Yeah, absolutely. Like in 
Kilmore have produced like county chairman, current county chairman Brian Carroll, former chairman Tommy Kenoy, former secretary to the late great um, Frank Dennehy, who was manager of this team back in '83. And I think Frank was a native of uh, of Kiltoom because his brother Pat Dennehy was involved with the St Bridges team for many many years. Frank was a gentleman, he was a great referee. So the Kilmore club, Aidan, as I said earlier, it had sort of the people of Kilmore played for either Shannon Gales or, or St Barry's. And the present Kilmore Club was launched in September 1972 when a group of people in the parish got together and decided to affiliate uh, Kilmore to the county board. And that was done on the 14th of March, 73. And the first team took the field in the Junior League. And in 1974, the Junior League team, captained by Michael Kennellan, won the first North Roscommon Junior Championship. Uh, the nearest the club had previously come to this honour being the 1940s when the Kilmore team was beaten by a point in the final. So there was a team back in the 40s that disbanded. So the 1974 Northern Championship victory started history-making March through the 70s, um, which has seen a core of players like Michael and Jerry Cannell and Tommy Canoy, Joe McAvoy, Peter Carney, Pat King, Val Clancy and Ronnie Castlin lead the club through a unique string of firsts. First came the County Junior Championship in 75, Intermediate Intermediate League in 1980, the Intermediate Championship in 81 and now the first appearance in the senior final. Other firsts during the period were an all-star Award achieved by Jerry Canella in the first county minor title in '79 with Shannon Gales when Jimmy Canella was the captain. And in the area of development, the club made remarkable progress, depending on the goodwill of local farmers for playing fields for the first three years of the new club. A decision was made in 1976 to take the bull by the horns and seek out a pitch of their own, and that was successfully achieved in August 1982 when the official opening took place of a playing field and dressing rooms costing 43,000 punts at the time. And there was just one goal left for the players and officials who have been looking to involve for the past two, 10 years. That was a county senior championship success. Um, so that would finally establish the club alongside the greats and the annals of the GA and Roscommon. And that certainly did, Aidan, you know. So um, so in 1983, they, they attempted to win the senior championship. And on the May, May the 1st, there was a first round uh, game. Um, and uh, it was it was a it was a poor game. In fact, Aidan, they played St Bridget's in the first round as well, and they drew one one three yeah. six points. And then um, the next outing was against Elfin in Kilmore, and it was a draw one eight apiece with a last minute point from fifty yards into the breeze by Jimmy Canella keeping Kilmore in the championship. So it was group stages then, and the scores that day were Jimmy Canella one three, Jerry Garvey, Tommy Canoy, Jerry Canella um, one point each. There were two Jerry Canellans, would you believe? But, uh, and they were known by their townlands, Jerry Cannell and Fira, which is the county footballer, and Jerry Cannell and Drummond, who's a different Jerry Cannell. I don't, I don't know if he's related to Jerry Cannell and Fira. But in round three, Kilmore faced Strokestown, and um, they won by eight points to three in a tough match. Tommy Cannell scored five, Jimmy Cannell and two, Jerry Cannell got a point. And then they had a break until the 24th of July when they faced Orton, and they won by 315 to five points in, in poor conditions. So that was a comprehensive victory. Jerry Cannell got seven points, Pat King, two goals, Jimmy Cannell won two, Andy Cannell two points, Jim King two points, uh, Danny Cannell two points, and Jerry Garvey got a point. Thus, um, for the second successive year, Kilmore in the senior semi-final in 82 they were beaten by Clannagale and um, so in the semi-final in 82 in 83 they beat St Foglias by 7 points to 6 in scorching heat and they made history by advancing to the first ever senior final and the scores were Jimmy Cannell and 3 points Tommy Canoy 2 points Pat King and Jerry Garvey a point apiece so that's Kilmore into the county final Aiden, in 1983 and of course, uh, on, on to the final itself, uh, 
uh, an interesting pairing. I suppose back back in those days, it's a pair, it's a county final pairing you wouldn't you wouldn't normally see uh, in a county final. That these two teams, uh, obviously, like with Br- Bridget and and Kilmore, it's, it was a unique pairing. Absolutely, a novel pairing, a new dimension to Roscommon football with the development of Kilmore joining the ranks of senior final participants. So many, so few teams had dominated in the previous years. You know, Roscommon Gales, Clannagale, Bridget's had been there all the time nearly. So Kilmore bidding for the first ever senior senior title and St. Bridget's were hoping to make up for the previous year and reach the uh, to win a sixth championship. So, um, yeah, just give you a brief look at the Kilmore teammate and just a, just quick run through them because a lot of them are former county players like Brendan Burke was 26, he was full back, he was a butcher and uh, he, he 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 was in um, his native of Kilmore, he won an intermediate championship, brilliant fielder, played for Roscommon as well. Sean Boland was only 18, student at Mel's College. Peter Carney was 32, was salesman at the time, won all those championships. Pat Canella in 22, he was a minor, a minor by occupation. Uh, outstanding young player Ronnie Castlin was a butcher sticky and fast cornerback I worked with him during the summers in the fa- bacon factory in Ruski great footballer Ronnie Castlin then Michael Canellan Pop Canellan company direct company employee um, he was a mining company employee Michael H.B. Canellan two Canellan same name farm manager uh, then Danny Canellan male nurse one of four Canellan brothers then you had Jerry Canella, 26 at the time. He needs no, needed no introduction, Aidan. You know, Scotland footballer, yeah. two Northern Championships, Intermediate Championship, Junior Championship, All-Ireland, Under-21 medal, Connacht Championship medals, All-Ireland, runner-up, All-Star, Sports Star of the Week, everything. Andy Canella, 23, was a mechanic. Jimmy Canella, 22, was a roofing expert, eldest of the Canella brothers. Jerry Canella, HP, first cousin of the other Jerry, um, and he was uh, 26, he was a farm manager as well. Bernie Dunner, who was a farmer, former at St. Mel's College, Longford student, Jerry Feely, insurance broker, 22. He won a minor in 1979. Pat Gannon, ESB storeman. He was a rising star in the 70s. Injury um, halted his progress, but he resumed as a goalkeeper. He was the goalkeeper in 83, Eden. Val Clancy, butcher. I worked with him in the factory in Ruski as well. He was a uh, fullback from 76 to 81. Cornerback from 73 to 76. He had a distinguished career. Won all the championships as well, but he wasn't playing that day. Martin Garvey was 22, a farmer. Strong centre half back. Had a great game in the 83 final. Jerry Canellan, Jerry Garvey, rather. Brother of Martin's ESB man. He was another... Um, midfielder played in that final 83 was a rock solid great player very dedicated played for Roscommon PJ Hoare was 31 uh, Butcher another great player played in all the championship winning teams as well Jerry King then mechanic at the time youngest of the three King brothers on the panel and uh, intermediate championship and league medal winner and he was the goalkeeper during the day he won championship win then Pat King electrical contractor he was 27 at the time the oldest of the Kings Figured as the keeper from 1973 to 80, won all the championships. Jim King, PRO of the club. Um, he, he was a versatile player, defensive attack, wing back in, last, in the 82 semi final. Tommy Canoy, great player, former chairman of Scotland County Board of Garda, experienced member of the team, played for St. Barry's Ruski, uh, played county under 21 and 71, 72, and 73. Figured at senior level, full range of medals won by the club in the previous 10 years, and active in the administration side of the GA as well as PRO of the county board. So Tommy Canoy, a very, very um, good career as a footballer and administrator. Then Jerry Keeley, the late great Jerry Keeley, who was 29 at the time, 
and he was cornerback on the 74 team, 75 team. He held intermediate championship medals. Jerry was killed, Lord of Mercy, in 1993. In, he was a, he was a yeah. lorry driver, haulage contractor. I remember when he, when he was killed. Then Joe McAvoy, store manager, he, he, uh, he was the mayor of Kilmore. You know, it was an honour uh, attributed to him for raising money for the club. You know, a lot of clubs at that time would have had Lord Mayor campaigns to raise funds to build a pitch. So he was the club PRO, experienced player, and of course, he, he would, he had Riscommon, he, he, great man in the oil business, and, uh, he, uh, he scored the winning goal in this 83 final, which we'll come to in a moment. And the final member of the squad in um, Daniel Rourke, 22, plaster, big strong player, county minor and, under, and intermediate medals. To his credit, very dedicated trainer, never missed training. And then, um, you know, the other selectors for Kilmoria, Peter Joffitz Morris and Tommy McAvoy, as, along with uh, Frank Dennehy, the Kilmore team manager. He was selector with... Um, uh, with Kilmore since 1978, and he was a native of Kiltoom, you know, St. Bridget's Club. So his brother Pat was the treasurer of St. Bridget. So Frank was a native of Kiltoom, very nice man, died a few years ago, former secretary of Scotland County Board. Uh, so he was manager of Kilmore for the on field activities and uh, involved at uh, county level as a minor selector. And so that's that's uh, Frank Denny. I think Tommy Canoy was also the sort of player coach. He sort of uh, trained the team, and he was very, very, very good, uh, very good coach. He trained a lot of teams to success. Castlereagh seniors in 2003 won the championship. He could keep train Kick Glass Gales to win a junior in uh, 1985 as well. So Aidan, just before the teams, the man that we just get the referee Mick Durney of Clannagale was the referee. Aidan. Mick died a few years ago. Great man, one of the greats in Roscommon football, and uh, he he uh, was a prominent footballer. He played county minor alongside Jerry O'Malley, in 1947. He figured on county junior teams, played in two Connacht junior finals for Roscommon, which unfortunately Roscommon lost. He figured for one season in the county senior panel. He uh, he captained Clannagale to win the county junior championship in 1954, which was Clannagale's first ever. Common success. He played the centre forward in that team, and then seven years later, he won a county senior medal when the club cap- captured its first county senior championship in 1960. 61. He continued to play until 65, figuring in the club's junior championship side. So he uh, he's a he's a prominent referee, well known in football circles. Notable achievements to his credit. Highlights of these when he played with the national referees team that took part in the first ever game of Gaelic football to be played in Hawaii in 1981. He also travelled to America in his capacity on two other occasions. And then in 1982, he, re- he refereed Roscommon versus Armagh during a trip to America. So on the domestic front, Mick refereed county finals at every grade um, and was on the inter-county referee uh, panel. He was a member of the County Referees Committee and chairman of the Roscommon Referees Committee. In addition to his many involvements as a referee, he was selected with both Clannagale and Roscommon. So Mick or Mickey as his fic- was known um, in GS circles, uh, brought a wealth of refereeing experience uh, to that county final in, and that was his first ever final and to my reckoning that was Mickey Durney's only county final that he refereed so so um, he was a great great ref- great man Mickey Durney um, from Clannagale and uh, he refereed the final in 1983 in. And of course uh, another thing that's synonymous with, with county finals in Roscommon is the Cassarie Brass Band and the uh, I suppose they they would have been uh, so they would have been a great way a great source of uh, you know creating an atmosphere on the day you know before the match you you know have playing songs before the game and of course uh, where the play, where the players follow the the them around the pitch you know and the the pre match parade and things like that it, it's it's always a, a great it, it really adds atmosphere to a county final.
final, doesn't it? Uh, the Castlery Brass Band. They do, they do. They're part of the furniture now, aren't they? In in Roscommon yeah. Senior Finals and other finals, they're a great, great uh, institution. Some great people involved, and no more than Danny Burke. You know, Danny Burke, one of the greats, and uh, it's great to see them at the county finals. Back now this year, they were in the hurling final. I think they were, and they were at the football final as well. So it wouldn't be county final day in Roscommon without the the um, Castlery Pipe Band. But would you believe this, Aidan? I was at yeah. that final in 1983 between Clannagale and St. Bridget's. And do you know who played at it? The, ba- the band that played at that county final in 1983 was the Artane Boys Band. Wow, that would have been a big distinguishing factor back in those days, like when you consider that the Artane Boys Band only really you know, played on all Ireland final days yeah. or days out in Crow Park as well. So that was a great distinction for, for Scotland GAA. Absolutely, and I still remember them with the with the with the blue and red coloured uniforms and the hats, red the red sort of caps that they wore and they went around the field, and uh, it was a big thing at the time in Roscommon that their team boys band were going to be playing in the county final. So um, I'm sure Danny Burke and the lads in Castlery wouldn't have minded a day off and they could go and watch the final for once, you know. But uh, yeah, the team boys band played in that final, Aiden, which. Uh, took place on the 11th of September and uh, so there's there's the background of the teams Aidan the players squads the selectors the history of the clubs as well and and then the fi- the referee Mick Durney and just a shout out to his selectors Aidan as well uh, Mick Durney had some very well known sorry umpires Mick Durney had some very very well known umpires on duty from that day in the senior final Mick Fahey Mick Fahey from Roscommon Joe Carney from Roscommon Frank Neenan and Seamus Nolan so Seamus Nolan, I think, was from Western Gales. And the linesmen in were Brian Keenan, Roscommon Gales, and Robert Hessian, Roscommon Gales. Very good. Good mix there. Good mix there yeah. as well. And I suppose that's a, that, that, sets up, that sets it all up very nicely now for, for, the, for the game itself and what a game it was. Yeah, it was a great game. One of the great games in county finals ever in Roscommon history for Kilmore to win their first ever. And you have to go back a long time, Aidan, for the last team to win their first championship. You know, maybe Castlery in 67 as Castlery. Then you had Clan in 61 as Clan. Shannon Gales won their first one in 61, won their first and only in 64. And St. Foley's won their first and only in 65. So you had teams winning their first championship around that period in the 60s. And, and then the 70s, there was a lull. And then Kilmore won in 83. And they're probably the last team, I'm just trying to think, that won their to win their first one. I know Kilbride won in two thousand, but Kilbride had won a county final back in nineteen four eighteen or something like that. You know, so it'd be like something like Fiorty winning now, Aiden. You know, or or or, or 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 some team that's you know not the strong team. But Kilmore had a great team. St Bridges were a great team. St Bridges were the favourites, Aiden, in this game. They were you know the, the seasoned, the more experienced team. They were the final the year before, and they were in control of the game throughout. Uh, they led all the way, but victory was snatched from their grasp with a goal two minutes from the end of the match with uh, Joe McAvoy scoring the goal. So as I said, Bridges were the favourites. Um, Kilmore were not upset by the reputations of the St. Bridget's team. Bridget had the breeze in the first half, Aidan, but Kilmore more than matched them in every department. Uh, there was close marking. It wasn't conducive to open football. A wet and blustery day. And uh, Bridges playing with that strong breeze in the first half. So Bridges started shakily. Remember, they'd lost the 82 final and the 79 final to Clan again. So they were nervous. But on the ninth minute, Eamon Beads came up and he scored the first point of the game. So Eamon Beads, he was 35 in 1983, had played for Roscommon, had played the 1969 
um, team that won the championship for St. Bridget's as well. And he was playing full forward in 1983. He was playing for Noel, Noel O'Brien was one side and Jim Kane the other side. And the half forward line, Tom O'Brien, Jimmy Mannion and Carla Menton. And then Michael Liam and Kniff midfield. And then Noel Kniff, Paddy Finner and Jerry Menton the half back line. Full back line was uh, Paddy Keenan, uh, Kevin McShane and Peter McHugh and Jerry Paul Kniff was the goalie. So nine minutes gone, Eamon Bees put uh, St. Bridges in the lead. And then a minute later, Jimmy Canellan, who was uh, corner forward and the captain of Kinmore, he made it level, a point apiece after 10 minutes. And then Jim Kane, Jumbo Kane, scored from play on the 13th minute aid to put Bridges two points to one ahead. And then five minutes later, Jimmy Canellan scored a 45. He sent it right between the posts against a strong breeze. And that made it two points apiece. So it was a great score by Jimmy Canellan. On the 19th minute, Noel O'Brien put his team two, three points to two ahead from play. And then 20 minutes, a minute later, in the 20 minutes, Jerry Canellan equalised. He made it three points apiece. He soloed from his own half, zigzag solo run, scored a great point that made it three points apiece. And then on the 22nd minute, Jim Kane put his team four points to three ahead from play. And then Jerry Menton had to go off injury for, injured for um, uh, Bridges on the 24th minute. And then on the 25th minute, Kilmore equalised from Jimmy Canellan. And just before half time, Aiden, St. Bridges' forward line combined very, very well for Noel O'Brien to score a goal. And now Noel got 1-3 in the match. And that made the score 1-4 to 4 points at half-time in favour of uh, St. Bridget. So St. Bridget's in a good position, Aidan, at half-time. That's great. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, a lot would have been said at half-time as there is. You know, like when you're when you're going well, it's kind of more or less keep, keep going as you are and, and all that. And maybe, you know, if you're losing at half-time, it's... Uh, you know, making the necessary tactical changes. But uh, I suppose from that point of view, uh, with regards to substitutions and tactics and maybe switches and all that, um, was there any? Was there much of that going on at half time and maybe throughout the second half? Well, in the second half, uh, Kim Morbrahan, Joe McAvoy, he was the ma- he proved to be the match winner. He yeah. he came on a few minutes ago and he scored the, the winning goal, if you like, and. Um, the the uh, St. Bridges had to bring on some substitutes as well because of injuries. Ian McKniff, Jerry, Jerry Menton and Ian McKniff had to go off injured. And then Martin McDermott came on for Paddy Finner and he was the centre-half back. Paddy Finner got injured. So Martin McDermott came on from him in the second half as well. Uh, on the Kilmore side, they had, um, as I said earlier, the um, uh, Joe McAvoy uh, came in and made the telling difference in with that, that last-minute goal that, that he scored, that uh, you know, made history, brought the cup to Kilmore for the first time, and you know, Kilmore were in many finals since they were in the final in '87. Clan beat them pretty well. Then they were in the final in 1998, '99, 2001, and they lost those three finals to Roscommon Gale. So, the, the, all the, the great moment for Kilmore came on their first ever occasion in the county final. That's, they've been in five finals and they've only won the one, and that was the first one, their maiden voyage, if you like. So uh, it was 1-4 to 4 at half-time, Aidan. Uh, Bridget's had to take off Eamon Kniff just after half-time. Noel O'Brien then, on the 31st minute, pushed Bridget's four points ahead. So there were three ahead at half-time, 1-4 to 4, and Noel made a 1-5 to 4. And then Kilmore replied with three points unanswered. One from Jimmy Cannell, two from Jimmy Cannell, and one from Jerry Cannell. And that made the score 1-5 to 7 points, Aidan, maybe 10 minutes into the second half. So you can see it there, nip and tuck, nothing between the two teams. One five to seven. So Bridges didn't panic. Noel O'Brien and Jim Kane got further scores, and it was now one seven to seven points heading towards the uh, 
final furlong, if you say, if you like. Uh, Paddy Finneran had to go off the centre back with a head wound. Martin McDermott came on, and then Jimmy Cannell and Aidan towards the end scored a point to make it one seven to eight. And you're heading into the last couple of minutes of the second half with Bridges leading by two points, the most dangerous lead in football, nearly two point lead. Yeah. Because you know the opposition have to get a goal, a point. You know, you know that with a point of a lead, the opposition get a point, you're not going to lose the game. But if you have two points of a lead, you know the opposition need to get a goal, and if they get a goal, they win the game and you're gone. So two points is a, it's, it's a lethal it's a lethal lead to have. It's a dangerous lead to have. And you often hear commentators talking about the insurance point, you know, where the team goes four ahead with time up, you know, they know they can't be beaten then at that stage. But so uh, a one point lead or a three point lead isn't as bad and I think as a two point lead because one point lead Sorry, at one point lead, you, you can concede a point, you're going to draw it. But with a, with a, or even a three point lead, you're going to draw it if they get a goal. But with a two point lead, the opposition needs a goal, they're going to beat you. You know, it's the most dangerous lead, I think. So the danger signals were there, Aiden, in the, in the Bridges defence, and the alarm bells were ringing. You know, Kilmore were threatening, looking for that goal. And then with two minutes to go, 58 minutes gone in the game, Tommy Canoy got a ball on the sideline and he drifted the ball in towards the square, a high ball in, and the goalkeeper, Jerry Kniff, couldn't hold on to it, and it bounced out to um, Joe McAvoy. He was in rushing, and he first timed the ball to the net in. A bit like Seamus Darby in 82, you know, it was, it was like a last-minute goal that made a 1-8 to 1-7. Bridget's tried to come back and get the equaliser in the last couple of minutes, but they couldn't. And what turned out then was the greatest agony and ecstasy ever witnessed in Hyde Park, according to reports. So up to that time... So the one eight to one seven scoreline was the realization of an almost unbelievable dream for Kilmore in only their second year at senior status. So the stars for Kilmore were Martin and Jerry Garvey, Tommy Kinoy, Jerry and Jimmy Kinellan, and then Bridges were best served by Jerry, Mc, uh, Jerry McShane, Peter McHugh, Paddy Finner, and Tom O'Brien, Jim Kane, Eamon Beads, and Noel O'Brien. And the scores were Kilmore, Jimmy Kinellan six points, Joe McAvoy at the goal. Jerry Cannell on two points, and St. Bridget's Nola Brown got one three, Jim Kane got three points, and M. Beads got a point. So it was a monumental moment in Roscommon football, Aidan, that Kilmore had come from nowhere and had toppled St. Bridget's in the county final. And isn't it so striking that, Kil- that St. Bridget's had beaten Clannagale in the semi final, and that sort of installed them as the favourites? And how often do you see a team? beating the strong team in the semi-final or the reigning champions in the semi-final and go on to lose the final. Like Mayo this year beat Dublin in the All-Ireland semi-final and lost the final. I remember a few years ago, Cross McLean had won something like 15 county finals in a row in, in Armagh. And the team, yeah. the team that beat them, uh, I think it was Lurgan Harps, lost, lost the county final. Do you know, they lost the final. Um, let me see. There's other teams as well, you find that lose the finals after after toppling the, the favourite, if you like. You know, it's it's difficult at times for the... To, it's difficult to beat the champion and then go on and play a final because when you beat the champion like Mayo did this year, it felt like an All-Ireland final victory nearly to them. You know, it felt like that sense of beating Dublin, knocking the Giants out. It's very hard to get, get back uh, momentum. Donegal had the same experience in 2014. They beat Dublin in the All-Ireland semi-final and the fans like celebrated like it was, a, it was like an All-Ireland victory. And then Ke- Kerry came and toppled Donegal in the final. So it's very difficult and very hard to knock out the champion in a semi-final and go on and win the final afterwards, I think, you know. Yeah. And uh, I suppose really as well said, we, we said earlier on, 
in the in Roscommon memories about that, that these two sides met each other in the first round of the championship as well. Um, so I suppose really, you know, would there have been two, would there have been many changes in the starting teams from the first round and uh, between the first round and the county final and. And I suppose uh, would would the either team have learned much from that from that first round clash when it came to the two teams meeting again in the county final? Yeah, I'd say that um, that that they would have learned from each other, Aidan. You know, they 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 met on the on the in 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 May that year. So May to September is a long time. So yeah. I think I think that's, that's such a long time. But they would have been familiar with each other in the Aurora Cup and all those all those uh, tournaments that they would have played in Roscommon. And if if I um, you know that they, they they would have they would have known each other a lot of them from county football. Jimmy Mannion there and Noel O'Brien, all those guys they would have known. Jerry Cannell and Tommy Canoy, Jerry Garvey, Jimmy Cannell. They would have been in and around. County, the county teammate, and you know, so, um, so, so there would have been there would have been a lot of familiarity with those players. Then you had Frank Dennehy managing Kilmore, a native of Kiltoom. You know how how ironic was that? And and Frank's brother Pat was um, the treasurer of, of St Bridget's at the time. You know, so so I'll just give you the the, the details on the on the the drawn game, Aidan, which which was um, which which took place on the first of May, nineteen eighty three. And that was that yeah. was between Kilmore and St Bridges, and that was the first round championship game. And I think I think I think I think, I think it was described as a fair result. So Bridges and Kilmore met for the first time in the senior football championship in on the first of May, in the All Square Hyde Park. The game provided many good passages of football, despite the inclement weather and conditions. And the outcome was a fair result. Kilmore, Kilmore got off to a dream start within 30 seconds. Uh, uh, sorry, within 30 seconds, Donny Brennan deflected the ball from Aidan Kniff into the Bridget's goal and ended up in the back of the net. It took them a long time to recover from that, you know. So Donny Brennan was played for St. Bridget's that day. It was an own goal, you know. So, so Britt Kilmore got a goal after that own goal by Donny Brennan in the first minute. So Jerry McAvoy uh, point increased Kilmore's lead before Jim Kane pointed a free in the fifth minute for St. Bridget's. So Kane swapped points with Andy Kinellan and as the deficit remained unchanged. So Kilmore were now three points up early on. So Bridges proceeded to recover from that early blow and Liam Martin rose their hearts with a great point in the 18th minute. Colin Minton added another as Bridges began to gain momentum. And then Centerfield proved the main spring of the revival where brothers Michael and Eamon Kniff worked very successfully to stem the, the, the Kilmore dominance. And it was Eamon who leveled the scores just on the interval to make it one, two to five points at half time. So Bridges went on the offensive straight away in the second half, uh, but merely launched the first of many uh, forays into the Kilmore territory. Kilmore too could not get their efforts on target, but Tommy Canoy did manage one score after eight minutes, which put left Bridges, you know, point behind. So 15 minutes passed before the next score came, and that was the final score of the game. Would you believe midway through the second half, Jim Kane made a made a one three to six points, and that's the only score of the second half for St Bridges. Isn't it amazing? And Kilmore got one point. So one point apiece in the second half. So it was a poor, a poor game. So um, one, three to six points. And Kilmore team had changed, Aidan. I'll just give you the team. I'll just give you the two teams. We compared them. Yep. Jim King played in goals in the in the first round of the championship. And he wasn't in goals in the in the final. That was Pat Gannon. Then you had Pat Kinnell and Brendan Burke and Ronnie Castlin. That was the same. 
And then you had um, Michael Cannell and Martin Garvey and Bernie Dunahoo. Well, My- Bernie Dunahoo didn't play in the final. Michael J. Cannell played for them. And then you had Jerry Garvey, Tommy Canoy midfield. Well, that was the same as the final. And then you had Danny Cannell, uh, Jerry Cannell, and Andy Cannell uh, in the half hour line, and they all played in the final. And then you had um, Pat King. Joe McAvoy and Jimmy Canellan. So Joe McAvoy was a sub in the, in, for the final. J- Pat King and Jimmy Canellan did play. And then uh, Jim King had gone from goalkeeper Aiden to right full forward. So Jim King started the championship as a, as a goalkeeper and he ended up playing right full forward. So that was a big change. For, 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 I was going to say that. You, yeah. know, you wouldn't have seen too much of that back then, like, you know, where goalkeepers then go on to be outfield players, I suppose. Yeah. That's more synonymous nowadays. Like, you see it with, I suppose, uh, Stephen Cluxton now, like, you know, he plays in goal for the county and he plays he, he plays outfield for Parnell. So, yeah. it's, it, and Brendan Cummins, I think, was the same in, in the hurling and the football. Um, so, but, but back then, it was a rare kind of thing where a goalkeeper would start off in goal in one game and then then move outfield then for for a final. So that, but uh, I suppose that's a testament to the type of player he was. That he had that flexibility that they could do that for him. Really. Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, that he he, he he had a great record as a goalkeeper, Jim King, and uh, Pat as well. So like they, they had uh, Pat King played left half forward that day, and he played in goals at the time as well. And Jerry King, their brother, who was a selector with our club, he was a sub that day. Jerry King in 1983, and he was a great player as well. He he played a goalkeeper too and a forward. If not mistaken. Now the, the Bridges team in the final Aiden was Ger Paul Kniff. Now he, he didn't play in the first round. Aiden Kniff played in goals in the first round. And then he had um, in the final with Pori Keenan, Kevin McShane, Peter McHugh. As I mentioned them already, Noel Kniff, Paddy Finner, Jerry Minton, Michael Michael Eamon Kniff, Tom O'Brien, Jimmy Mannion, Colin Minton, Noel O'Brien, Eamon Beads and Jumbo Kane. So in the in the, the first round game it was Aiden Kniff. A. McHugh, which is Aidan McHugh, Jerry McShane, and Donny Brennan. So there's two changes. I read three changes out of the back four for Bridges. Yeah. Then Pori Keane and Paddy Finner and Noel Kniff, and they were, so they were playing the final. Then Michael and Aidan McKniff played the final. Tom O'Brien played the final. Then Kay Sheehy, he wasn't playing in the final. Kay Sheehy, he wasn't even in the squad, as far as I can see. And then C. Martin wasn't playing the final either. And then you had... Um, then you had uh, J.K. and Jumbo Kane, Liam Martin, and G. Martin. So th- those two di- didn't play either. Those two Martins didn't play in the final. So um, Martin McDermott did come on in the league, in the first round game. So Bridges made about five or six changes. Aiden Kilmore made two 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 changes. I'd say, uh, but uh, that was that was the, the difference. One three to six points. Very very poor game. Very uh, low scoring game in on the first of May nineteen eighty three in in wet conditions up in Hyde Park in Roscommon. But as I said, both teams re- rallied. And I suppose Aiden, the first round of the championship was a very difficult match. You know, everybody's yeah. just you know seeing how they are, feeling each other out. If you like, you know, like a boxers. You know, the, the early stages. There's nothing really happening there. And I suppose if you had group stages like you had in Roscommon at that stage, uh, a draw would have been a good result for either team, you know, because they had two more matches to play and they would have they would have um, been able to rally, if you like, and improve. And teams improve with ma- with matches in the championship. You yeah. get momentum. You see it there with um, with the, with the county teams as well. They they improve it, you know. So so that was the senior game. Ed. Maybe you can look maybe at the minor game for a minute before we finish that's right yeah and uh, you know I, I suppose really on that day you, you know Bridges and at least Bridges had two teams you know in the seniors and the minors so um, you know you know, at least they had I suppose a, a chance a Russian roulette in a sense as in they had um, at least 
you know, they had the chance of winning at least one. But uh, I think traditionally Bridge has always had very good minor teams down the years. They had indeed, and always had, and always had good players as well. And we see it in the modern era, all the top top players they have, you know, Aiden, and uh, so um, yeah. So they, they played Clan Aiden in the minor final in 1983, and Clannagale beat them in a replay by 3-5 to 1-8. So that was the second successive Sunday that Clannagale um, uh, came with low, a late goal against Bridget. So like, you know, Kilmore got, got this, this is the replay, so this is the week after. And so Clann got a goal late on against Bridget in the same way as Kilmore got a goal late on against Bridget in the senior match. So uh, the minor championship was snatched away from... from um, from Bridget's as well as the senior senior uh, championship. So for St. Bridget's, the late goal epidemic continued. They were deprived of senior and now minor success by the stealthy late uh, late uh, goal, and they will need the winter break to regroup and alone, um, you know, and regain their confidence. So Bridget's were coasting in this game in um, in the drawn match. They were coasting to a four-point win. When, when unperturbed, and were unperturbed when Tom Lennon pulled back a solitary point for Clan late on. And then with only 30 seconds to go, uh, Bridget's were blasted from their pedestal with a Clan goal that sent the clash into extra time. And even though Bridget's started well and added on uh, time, they never recovered sufficiently from that shock. So it was a remarkable victory for Clan. However, as they had to fight back from the depths of despair. So Clan were four points down in this game, Aiden, and they got, the, got to extra time. Uh, Clan had the upper hand after... Uh, Tom Lennon equalised Tom O'Brien's opening point and they had wind assistance and led by 1-3 to a point at half time the goal coming from Tom Lennon so Bridges laid siege for most of the second half but they had to wait until the 10th the minute before Tom O'Brien got the moving with the point free Andrew Heavey had another five uh, had another five minutes later Cormac O'Brien pounded over three frees then Tom O'Brien had the task of taking Bridges penalty when Larry Fallon was fouled he made no mistake from the spot and victory looked assured for Clan so Clan refused to give up uh, sorry victory looked assured for Bridges Clan refused to give up and Tom Lennon did, the, did his double act with a goal and a point in the closing minutes to throw the game wide open again and into extra time and uh, the sides uh, remained scoreless for the first period of extra time Bridges fared little better with a mere point to show for their wind assistant assisted endeavours uh, in the second half of extra time. Tom Lennon completed the destruction of Bridget's inside one minute of the second period, beginning when he hit the back of the net to kill off St. Bridget's um, chances. So three minutes from time, Lennon rounded off a fantastic performance with another point. So there you have it. Bridget's were winning that replay by four points ahead, and Tom Lennon got a goal and a point towards the end. Bridget's got only a point in extra time, and then Clan with Tom Lennon again, um, you know, they, they uh, held out to win by 3-5 to 1-8. So that's a scoreline of 14 points to 11. And the referee in that match was Ray Burke from Strokestown. So it was a disappointing, uh, if you like, year for Bridget. As I said, they won no t- tournaments that year. They lost a good few of them in 82. Sorry, they won the junior championship in 82, but 83 was proved to be a an unlucky year for them so we give you the two teams there in 83 in the minor in Bridges you had B Gately P Fallon G Doyle B Cunningham K Gavin P Gakwin E Dolan C O'Brien K Lloyd T O'Brien L Fallon J Gakwin that's Jimmy Gakwin used to train us trained us come a minor in one teams D Gilligan A Heavey and E Gavin and then A Murray for J Gakwin and R Sheehy for A Murray were the subs and then Clannagale team P Nocton P Brennan D Rock B Doyle T White J Lennon D Lennon K Nolan E Durney M O Lockton D Nolan J Connacton 
B. McTiernan, T. Lennon, and S. Doyle, and the sub was D. D Ford for B. McTiernan. Would you believe Tom Lennon, Aidan, scored 3 3 in that match? Tom Lennon. You know, he went on to play for Scotland yeah. in 88. He was on the Scotland team in 1990 and 91 there. That, you know, he would have been in Hyde Park last Sunday for the 30th anniversary. So Tom Lennon scored 3 3 in that minor game, and uh, Clan held out to win Aidan by 3. Um, it's a three-five to one-eight. So Tom Lennon, what a performance! And of course, uh, I, like, like I said earlier on, the way the, the Canellans and, and the Carrolls are synonymous with uh, Kilmore GA Club, I suppose the Lennons are are uh, very are, are the same with uh, with St Bridges as well. We all know, um, you know, la, la, the Lennon lads that we know ourselves as well down the years from when we, our times playing against Bridges and that, and uh, you know, very good players were, but also gentlemen off the field as well. So it's it's great to see that, that you know that that quality and tradition kind of continuing on uh, in in that family. Indeed, indeed. Uh, um, Aidan, uh, Tom Lennon there, Brian Lennon, gentlemen that played for um, Bridges for many years. Pr- Pr- Tom was on the Scotland panel, senior panel, under Brian as well for year, for some years. And of course, Tom has a great record training St. Bridges ladies teams over the last few years too. So like they're, they're great people. And um, of course, you mentioned the Lennons and, and O'Briens in, in in St. Bridget's and you have in, in Clan you have Lennons and McManuses you have so many great families like the Dorneys there as well you know you have, you have, you have all the, the, the traditional you know the traditional names continue on which is great to see um, coming down through the, the, the years Aidan so yeah so 1983 was a landmark year Aidan Kilmore from North Roscommon became the first North Roscommon team to win a Roscommon Senior Championship since 1964 when Shannon Gales won it and they they beat um, we could argue the Cassidy were North Roscommon team as well but from the north east of the county if you like talking about this area where I am in Ruski and uh, so they were the first team since um, uh, Shannon Gales in 64 of course Strokestown as well won in 1992 and then in 2002 so uh, the, the, the wins in the Senior Championship are a rare occurrence in the north east of the county Boyle, I suppose, have been carrying the hopes in the last few years, but they've fallen short. Strokes down are always there, thereabouts as well. So let's hope that uh, the northeast and the north of the county, Aidan, can start competing again, you know, with Bridget's and Clan, Roscommon Gales, Pierce's. They're really the benchmark now, and uh, the challenges for the other clubs, see, can they, can they catch up? But uh, 83 was a, you know, it was a landmark year, as I said, Aidan. It was a. The 11th of September 83 was a red letter day for Kilmore and everybody associated with Kilmore football when they got through to the county final and they upset the odds and beat St. Bridget's with a last minute winner from Joe McAvoy. He came on, he re- planted a rebound from the goalkeeper into the back of the net after Tommy Canoy cross, meaning that Kilmore were leading by 1-8 to 1-7 when Mickey Durney, the late great Mickey Durney from Clannagale, blew the final whistle in the Roscommon Senior Football Championship of 1983 and the Fatty Cup went to the parish of Kilmore in. That's it. Well, listen. Thanks very much for doing the for doing those two matches. The the nineteen eighty three were Scotland Senior Football Championship, Senior and Minor Football Finals, and we look forward to doing it all again next week. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. No, no problem. Thanks very much. And that was Ray Lennon, our former Scotland goalkeeper, taking us through the nineteen eighty three Scotland Senior Football and Minor Football Championship Finals of nineteen eighty three.